When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Astrology is a language that communicates how the planets and stars influence life on Earth. I'm Scott Tajarian. I'm an interpreter of this language. Join me and my co-host Ingrid Iverson, who helps bring an even more practical look at this astral language. The Weekly Transit is here to bring clarity to the chaos, so you can ride the planetary waves instead of the planets riding you. Hi, Ingrid. What's happening? What is up? How are you? A lot of stuff. A lot of stuff is happening. Anger, jealousy, yeah, yeah. Uh, <laughs> insecurity. Yes, all the good stuff. Oh, that's great! <laughs> Congratulations. Thanks. <laughs> Anger, jealousy, insecurity. Yeah, and maybe um, what's that other one? betrayal oh betrayal (laughs) wow (laughs) betrayal betrayal insecurity anger and jealousy wow it sounds like a really great uh book that you buy at the grocery store with the the shirtless man and the (laughs) (laughs) those like romance yeah exactly exactly (laughs) a love triangle i mean All of that anger, jealousy, betrayal, insecurity. I mean, that's, that's the, those are the ingredients. Those are the ingredients right there for For everything that's going on. Well, I mean, the Mercury is in Scorpio. And so, so when the planet that rules your conscious mind, how you think is in the deepest, darkest sign the sign of secrets, the sign of manipulation, the sign of paranoia, the sign of jealousy and sex. Great. That's where your mind goes. Your mind goes into that area. So you're supposed to be going in there and like finding out whatever your psychological baggage is whenever there's that trigger. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I guess a lot of fear. That's, I was going to say that, but I want you to say it because <laughs> it all stems from fear. All of it. I think of in a very binary way. I think of there's love and there's fear. And then all of the other ingredients just kind of stem from either of those. In the soil of fear is where paranoia and jealousy and betrayal and insecurity, all of that sprouts up in the soil of fear. Love is what sprouts vulnerability, courage, confidence, peace, happiness. Yeah, I feel like I had a full pendulum swing where a week ago I was feeling so in that space of peace and love and vulnerability and acceptance. And then it just kind of all swung out in the last like 24 hours. So Mm -hmm. just a nice reminder to 
I guess you just have to keep doing the work. It's a practice. It's not like a one day event where you have like a breakthrough. It's like you need like continuous breakthroughs to keep on the path and keep your mind focused and peaceful. And it takes work to keep your mind peaceful. There's never a point where you're like, oh, I'm finally in the clear. (laughs) That's what I kind of kept thinking these last couple of months. I'm like, oh, I'm finally feeling better. And then all the stuff would come back. But yeah, I'm just now realizing that's just really unrealistic to think it just goes away one Mm -hmm. day. You have to just keep working on it. Like the pendulum swinging is like it shows you the possibility. Oh, look, look, I see it. How how amazing this is. Uh, Yes, this is my life. And then (laughs) it swings you back the other way and you're like, no. (laughs) And it shows you all the work that you have to do within yourself. Wow. And it's daunting at times. So that's why you have to do your best to climb to the top of the pendulum. Try not to get too high. Try not to get too low. Just understand that the lows are going to come and then the highs will come. And if you're clinging on to those highs like this is it this is what this is what life is supposed to be now i figured it out it has to be like this all the time wait a second why is it changing no because <laughs> yeah no that's exactly what happened <laughs> yeah letting go letting go has been like a big lesson for the last couple of years for me so letting yeah, that's go a- of the expectations yeah, that's a good reminder for me. And that's and that's a big part of what is happening right now. How so? Well, it's all about relationships. 2020 is such a big year about relationships. So it's taking us into some dark areas within ourself, within our psyche, our psychological baggage. And from that place within the dark shadow parts of our relationships. You see something in your relationship that you don't like, and you really have to reflect it back in yourself. And if we as individuals are never willing to take responsibility for our part in the equation, then it just festers and gets uglier. Well, the way that you lead in the right direction is by taking responsibility for yourself. I messed up. I did something wrong here. I mean, it's always hardest to take responsibility for how things played out on our end. Mm-hmm. It's much easier to just be mad and point point the finger at mm-hmm. somebody else. Yep. It takes being super vulnerable to be able to do that. Yes. And to be that vulnerable, you really have to love yourself. When you're loving yourself... You can truly step forward from a place of confidence within that vulnerability where you say, you know what? I can own this moment. I am strong enough to own this moment and admit that I wish I didn't speak to you that way. I wish I didn't do whatever to you. That was wrong. That was bad. And if you want to be mad at me, obviously that's your choice. There's nothing I can do about that. I I don't blame you for being mad at me. I'm sorry. And then that invites the other person to do the same. Well, thank you for saying that. I am mad at you. I understand why you did what you did. And I can be better at XYZ. 
That's how the healing begins. And that's what this week is all about. It's all about communicationships. <laughs> Communication in relationships. Because, you know, we're looking at Mercury retrograde, which is the planet of communication this week, moving backwards. No. Yes. No. And we're looking at the new moon in Libra. And Libra is all about relationships. So this is a big week for communicationships communication and relationships so we're looking at the week of october 12th through the 18th i just want to remind everyone i'm starting the youtube page subscribe i'm going to put videos there i'm going to be doing lives there so monday october 12th we're looking at mercury in scorpio in alignment with venus in virgo so mercury is the planet of communication as we talked about earlier it's the planet that rules your conscious mind how you process information and then communicate that information to others mercury is moving through scorpio scorpio is symbolized by the scorpion the scorpion goes into all those dark hidden places that we can't see. Scorpio is the sign that represents the world that exists beyond the material world. The world that you know exists. The psychic world. The world of karmic bonds. The bonds that you share with other people. Where you feel their soul, their heart, their mind tethered to you. So Mercury is in Scorpio, this is bringing the mind to some dark areas, to the hidden areas, the secret areas of your bonds. And Mercury is aligning with Venus. Venus is Lady Luck, the goddess of love and beauty, the planet of relationships. Mercury is in Virgo. Virgo is the Virgin. The Virgin represents perfection, analyzing criticizing, paying attention to all the details. So when I translate this in a literal way, I think of Venus, look in Virgo, as looking at the details of your relationship, analyzing all the nuances of your relationships, and then how that ties into your conscious mind, and how that makes you a little bit crazy, maybe. It sounds like... This day is going to be a little bit crazy. I mean, yeah, all the deep, dark corners plus Mercury retrograde and the perfectionism sounds really stressful. But the first thing that comes to mind is to just slow down mm -hmm. and pay attention to those triggers that happen within you and to just not react. Take some time to yourself whenever you're feeling activated and just like go be alone. Maybe take a shower meditate, just collect all the energy back to yourself without putting your spin on it and expressing it to other people, really being able to dial it in with what's happening inside yourself first. I like that what you just said, putting your spin on it. That's something that is a big challenge when Mercury is in Scorpio, because Scorpio is that paranoid, manipulative in the darker shadow portion of the sign. So there can be a tendency to really put your spin on what you think you see, what you think you heard, as opposed to really looking at the fuller picture of what's going on. If you feel yourself putting a spin on it, 
that's where you really have to do that deep dive within yourself. Why am I thinking about this? Is this a fact or am I making an assumption here in some way? So the question is, how can you look deep within your psychic awareness and analyze what is occurring in your relationships? I mean, I guess, what is it inside me that's making this issue feel shitty? Mm -hmm. If I was healed in that area or confident in that area, whatever the thing is that's bothering you, maybe that wouldn't be bothering you. Right. Yeah. So if you're feeling irritation there, why? Why is this bothering you so much? Or why are you thinking something that may not necessarily be true? Why does your mind drift into this dark place? I have some dark shit to sort out, so Mm -hmm. I will be putting myself in the bathtub that day. (laughs) And that's what it's about, too, sorting it out within yourself, because Scorpio is the sign of death, but it means rebirth as well. So it's a transformative time. And really, Venus in Virgo, Virgo's mutable earth, Scorpio is fixed water. So this is a earth-water harmonious alignment. This is a, an alignment that's very compatible. They're in compatible places. So even though it might be difficult, you're going to be supported during that time. So it yes. is an, it's more of an opportunity yes. to go in and dig some shit out of your psychological baggage (laughs) yes it sounds heavy but also yeah i'm ready to move through some shit so and that's what you need to do on monday because tuesday october 13th i mean you'll probably be feeling it on monday too but tuesday is when mercury begins its retrograde course and i mean i always feel that weeks before it happens once it goes into its shadow but tuesday's the day where it actually begins moving backwards so the retrograde is going to continue until november 3rd which is election day that's when the retrograde ends and it doesn't move out of its shadow until november 19th so this is just a period to really slow down like you were saying earlier take it slow Try not to add anything new to your plate. Think about it as like you're at the buffet. You just filled up your plate. You've taken a couple bites and now you're going to go back to the buffet to put more food on your plate. No, clear your plate. That's what the retrograde is all about. Clearing your plate. Whatever you've been working on, complete those projects. Don't add new projects to the plate. You're going to overwhelm yourself. So take your time, slow down, clear your projects, finish them, complete them. Can that also have to do with what was happening yesterday with kind of like clearing out your psychological baggage too? Yes. So whatever's weighing on your mind, deal with it. Let the secret out of the closet. You want to clear up that clutter in your closet, it doesn't happen unless you open the closet door. Also, when you take a look at things in the light, sometimes they just kind of like disappear and they're not so scary. Mm-hmm. Maybe they're even kind of funny. And that's what's really happening when planets move through Scorpio. They're bringing light to the darkness. When Mercury is moving through Scorpio, it's bringing your conscious awareness to the darkness. 
oh my gosh, Scott is a Scorpio. And I feel like one of his greatest gifts in his readings and like personal advice is he can call you out on your bullshit in this way that makes you just both like burst out laughing because it's so ridiculous, whatever this <laughs> thing you've been like holding on to so tightly. So I wonder if like part of your Scorpio nature is like bringing light to these like dark areas absolutely. of people's lives. Yes, absolutely. That's what Scorpios do. They bring light to the darkness. They can go in those dark areas and be like, yeah, okay. <laughs> and just make light of it. And that offends a lot of people, you know, because they, they're looking at the seriousness of what's happening in the darkness. But Scorpios can be very sarcastic because they're trying to make light of the darkness so that it can be cleared, so that it can transform. Now, the question is, how can you clear the clutter from your mind regarding people from your past? And that's what we're talking about, because Mercury retrograde brings back past people, people from your past. So when people are either through your dreams you're thinking about them. Maybe they actually text you, email you, call you out of the blue. Who's this person? Oh my God, I haven't talked to this person in years. There is something between your soul and theirs and the ledger sheet between the two that needs to be balanced. So in order to clear that clutter, address it. Turn on the light. Okay, these are the issues. This is what is bothering me. You didn't call me all that time ago and... So that's why I haven't called you back or whatever. It could be any sort of issues. But the point is, deal with it. Face it. And on this same day, there's another alignment which is going to supercharge Mercury retrograde. And that's the sun, which is the giver of light, life, and vitality. Wherever it goes, the sun is illuminating, exposing bringing energy to whatever it goes into. And right now the sun is in Libra. Libra is the sign that is symbolized by the scales. And the scales represent balance, harmony, equanimity, relationships. So the sun is bringing attention to relationships. The sun is also opposing Mars. Mars is the god of war, the planet of action, aggression, conflict, Mars is in Aries, which it rules. Aries is symbolized by the ram, which represents courage, confidence, leading. So Mars opposing the sun, it just, it gives a little extra challenge for maintaining your composure on Tuesday, October 13th, keeping cool, not exploding. Yeah, keeping cool while you're clearing out your... Yeah, emotional baggage with other people. <laughs> yes. Yeah, that sounds like it might like test. It's going to. It might be a test. It's a challenge. It's a challenge. So how can you courageously stand up for yourself with respect to your partner in your relationship? Slowing down and having some alone time to process what's really happening and try to get a grip on reality before... You go and discuss it with the the other person yeah. in your, you're in relationship with. Also really hone the energy. Rather than it be an explosion, make it into a laser beam. Focus. Focused. Wednesday, October 14th. 
the sun in Libra is aligning with the north node in Gemini. So this allows for a little a little smoother transition in the communication realm because the sun is in Libra, Libra's cardinal air, the north node which represents the karmic pathway of the soul, the soul's purpose is in Gemini. Gemini is mutable air. Gemini is the sign of communication. It's symbolized by the twins. If you have two people, that's twice the communication, twice the ideas, twice the questions. So the sun bringing its illumination, its energy to the north node in Gemini is really an invitation to improve your communication. How can you improve your communicative skills in your relationships? That's what you need to be thinking about Wednesday, October 14th. I mean, I think that piggybacks on everything we've talked about for the week already. Slowing down, spending time alone, collecting your thoughts, kind of focusing in on the topic that you want to communicate and not letting your energy kind of get scattered and explode everywhere. Yes. Be specific, but also go in inviting an exchange like we've talked about before. Don't just talk at the person. Have a conversation. This is my issue. What do you think about that? Yeah, it's all about the scale. So you need that balance. If you're going to communicate something, you have to be willing to hear what the other party has to say. Yeah, absolutely. The biggest thing is probably to be listening. Mm. Yeah, go in with a focused energy, but the intention is to really listen. And when you can show someone else you're listening, they're going to be more receptive to what you're trying to express to them. Yes. Yes. Thursday, October 15th, we're looking at the sun again in Libra, is now in stressful alignment with Pluto the god of death in Capricorn. So this is stressful because Pluto's in cardinal earth. The sun is in cardinal air. So they're both cardinal. They both want to lead. They both have a clear objective, but the way that they go about it is very different. Air and earth don't mix. So this, just continuing with the theme of communication in relationships, there's a transformation that is occurring here. When you invite somebody to share what they have to say, you're exposing yourself. And they might say some things that you don't want to hear, but you might need to hear. Even if the person that is saying it and what they say doesn't completely resonate with you as truth, it might just give you a little wrinkle and perspective that allows you to evolve in some way. Because Pluto's all about transformation. So there's going to need to be changes, an evolution, a transformation in your relationship. So how would you like to transform who you are, what you give, and what you receive in your relationships? How do you want to change who you are, what you give, and what you receive in relationships? Yes. It sounds like... Setting boundaries for yourself is the part where changing what you give in relationships and then asking for what you need is how you change what you receive in relationships, kind of putting it all out there on the table and talking about it to see, 
yeah, what you can change and what the other person can change and how you can kind of come to a compromise. Mm-hmm. Yes. That's the scales, right? Mm-hmm. Okay, I'm going to put two dimes on this end. Now you have to put something of equal weight on this end and just balancing it out. So if you put two on the scale and the other person only puts one, then maybe you can like take back one of yours. <laughs> don't, you know, don't give so much. Yes. If the other person doesn't want to give so much so you don't feel like things are out of balance. Mm-hmm. That's the boundaries, right? Or vice versa. The other person's overgiving maybe and you don't have as much to give. So it doesn't have to be like completely equal. But when you at least talk about it and acknowledge like if they're bringing something to the table and it doesn't feel balanced with what you have, sometimes that's okay though. Just talking about it can clear the air and maybe that person is working too much or... They're just going through something, so acknowledging maybe the why behind why they can't give or why you can't give as much lately can give some compassion to maybe why the scales were out of balance to Hmm. begin with. Yeah, absolutely it does. Because you're just trying, you're making an effort to find the balance. It doesn't have to fit perfectly. It's going to be difficult to actually find the balance today, but the, the key is not necessarily finding the balance it's making the effort to find the balance i think just shifting your perspective and being able to see the full picture can allow you to have more compassion for when the scales are out of balance because they're always going to be a little bit out of balance one way or the other so acknowledging Mm -hmm. just where you're at on that like pendulum swing and also appreciating what the other person is giving what the other person is putting on the scale All right, I I get you only put one and I put two, but that's okay. Because I know that one for you is worth as much as two for me. And really appreciating whatever the other person is putting on the scale. And specifically, I just want to also note that Pluto and Capricorn represents authority. This is a shift in your relationship to the authority. This is something that has been going on since 2009 and is going to continue until 2024. Every year, the sun in Libra is coming into stressful alignment with Pluto. So it's really transforming your relationship to authority. And when you think about authority, think of your parents or the people who raised you. That's your first relationship to authority it's about taking responsibility for your part in the relationship friday october 16th this is what we've been building toward the sun and the moon join together in libra which forms the new moon the new moon occurs when the moon reaches the same degree in the same sign as the sun and then moves past And this time, the new moon is in Libra. So the new moon represents planting the seeds of the coming harvest. Think about what you're planting in terms of your relationships and what you would like to see sprouted over the next 28 days. So what are your intentions in your relationships? That's the big question. So what is the opposite of everything I've been feeling Courage, communication, confidence, confidence, when you're confident, 
you're not insecure. You said insecure, jealous. Mm-hmm. When you're confident, you're not jealous. Why would you be jealous? <laughs> I'm me. Yeah, I like that. What was the other thing? You said insecurity, jealousy, betrayal, and anger, and it all came from fear. Oh, yeah. So, I mean, yeah, we came to the conclusion that, like, the root of it was fear. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, the opposite of fear is courage. So, being courageous in my relationships, standing in my power. Yes. Courageous in relationships, being in your power, being confident. If you're confident, you're not jealous because you have no reason to be. Because you have so much love for yourself and where you're standing that there's no reason to be envious or jealous of anyone else. You don't have to worry about betrayal because the people you're attracting into your life are people that respect you, that hold you up in the same way that you hold yourself up. So I think that's that's a good intention, Ingrid. I think, you know, in order to have a healthy relationship, you need to have a healthy relationship with yourself. Saturday, October 17th, that's when the moon moves on from Libra to Scorpio, and it lands in the same position as Mercury. So this is bringing your emotions in alignment with your conscious mind, how you communicate in those dark places, the secrets, the betrayal, the jealousy, all of that. I have a feeling it's going to be a positive alignment. Good. Well, I think it should be as long as you're doing the work in the week leading up to it. So just think of the question, how are your emotions and mind influencing your relationships? If your emotions are in a very dark place, if your mind is in a very dark place, then it's going to be creating that darkness within your relationships. Absolutely. Yeah, so just carrying over whatever intentions you set yesterday into Saturday. Mm-hmm. Really incorporating whatever those intentions were into your, into your communication, into your life, into your relationships. Yes. And being willing to communicate your emotions as opposed to hiding them, creating them secret. When, they're, when they hide in the shroud of secrecy, they fester. So maybe a tip on expressing your emotions, because sometimes we can think that expressing our emotions just means like whatever trigger happens in that moment, like letting it out. But I don't think that's really the way to express no. your emotional no. <laughs> insides. Right. You don't want to express it enraged where no one's going to really receive or want to receive it. Yeah. So you have to deal with the anger within yourself first. And then once you can kind of come to grips with what you're feeling, then you can come to the other person and in a calm, collected, focused way mm-hmm. and a kind way, express what you're going through so they can be there for you. Yes. Today I was having kind of like a moment and it was like about to get heated and I like got in the shower, did a whole, my whole ritual reset grounding thing. Mm-hmm. And then afterwards, I was like, hey, next time I tell you that I'm feeling this way, maybe you can just remind me to get in the shower and go, you know, get grounded and collect myself so we can talk about it in like a way that is productive and peaceful. Mm -hmm. Because it seems like I forget all the time 
to go like instead of like letting the trigger take over to go take care of myself first so I can move through it more gracefully so even just asking the other person for some help with that yeah and that takes a lot of confidence and vulnerability to be able to ask the other person hey I'm having a weak moment or when you see me having a weak moment help me help remind me that I have these tools at my disposal and that's a delicate thing you know that's why you really need to invite that if that's what you want to invite because people don't like it when you say calm down take a breath yeah don't Fuck say you calm i'm not down. taking a breath don't tell me to take a breath i'll breathe when i want to breathe yeah it's a pretty delicate balance <laughs> yeah i could see that maybe not going so well but ultimately it's up to you you're responsible for yourself. If you feel yourself getting heated, the only person who's responsible with cooling you off is you. Mm -hmm. And there's other people that can help, maybe. But if you're going to reject their help, then it's still you on your own. Sunday, October 18th, we're looking at the sun again very popular planet this week the sun is in libra still and on its way to the end of the sign getting closer and closer to the end of libra season it aligns stressfully with saturn saturn is the planet of authority restriction limitation responsibility so <laughs> yes so the sun in the sign of relationships Aligning stressfully with Saturn in Capricorn, the authority, the sun in relationships, aligning with responsibility. So there's going to be some challenges in taking responsibility for your part in the relationship. Because if you truly want to be an authority, not just somebody who runs for office, but somebody who is really an authority, because it doesn't matter who you vote for what matters is voting for yourself and you vote for yourself by taking responsibility for your prosperity your happiness and your part in the relationship it's not an easy task but that is the task for sunday in addition to that Venus, the planet of relationships in Virgo, is opposing Neptune in Pisces. Neptune is the planet of dreams, fantasy, illusion, deception, compassion, faith. So if you're taking responsibility for your relationship, then you can truly become an authority within your life. And from there, you can really begin to dream about the perfect relationship that you would like. So what would you like to restructure within your relationships in order to give you greater personal authority? And in your wildest fantasy, what is your perfect ideal relationship? That's the payoff. If we're taking responsibility for our part in the relationships, we can allow them to shift maybe making that list of what you want your ideal relationship to be and see how you play a part in that coming to fruition. What can you do? What can you bring to the table to shift your relationships so you can get what you want out of them? Yes. And if you're willing to take that responsibility, 
then you become an authority. And when you're an authority, that's when we bring in the second alignment. Venus, the goddess of love and beauty, the planet of relationships, in Virgo, the sign that represents perfection. So when I see Venus in Virgo, I think the perfect relationship. Opposing Neptune in Pisces. Neptune in Pisces, that's dreams, fantasy, illusion, compassion, and faith. So if you take responsibility in relationship, then you become an authority. You become an authority in your relationship. And when you are approaching relationships from a place of authority, as in, I know what I want, I know what I expect, this is what I deserve, this is what I'm willing to work for. When you come from that perspective, then you bring in the second alignment and you can dream up your ideal relationship. And you know that you can receive that relationship because you're willing to do the work required. Yeah, I guess it's all about that work. You have to be willing to do the work if you want the reward. Yes, I know, Ingrid. So much work lately. All this this whole week is just working on your relationships, really. Mm-hmm. But if we don't do all the work all week, then we're not going to have an opportunity to get what we want. Yeah. So roll up your sleeves. <laughs> <laughs> roll up your sleeves. Who's ready to do some work? Are you, Ingrid? Yeah, I'm doing it. Okay, good. Seems like all dirty work, but I think there'll be a payoff. It, there is there is going to be a payoff. I and mean, I feel like I get these like little, little payoffs. Mm-hmm. So the more work we do, the better things get. We sometimes lose sight of that in the middle of doing the work. It seems like all you're doing is working. But once you get that paycheck, you feel like it was all worth it. Like it takes work to climb up the mountain. But at the end, you're at the top and you see the view. The key is being able to appreciate the view along the way up. So even though you're doing the work, love the work. You're doing work for your relationship. Don't you want the relationship? If you don't, then maybe you're in the wrong relationship. But if you're in a relationship that you value then find the joy in doing the work in the relationship. I saw this TED Talk on this woman that I think she designs or writes video games. Mm -hmm. And it was all about how the video game helped her work through her depression, where it's like, there's all these goals, there's all these checkpoints to get to the next level. Mm -hmm. And even though we can be frustrated sometimes in that moment, we want to get to the next level. We are playing the game Like, we should enjoy it while we're here. It takes work to get to the next level, but that's the point. (laughs) That's the whole point, or it wouldn't be fun. Yes, this is the game of life. You're living in the physical manifestation of your soul, and this life is an experience. It's a game, in a sense. When we can come at it with that kind of a perspective, it can be a little more lighthearted. Mm-hmm. Even though it's difficult, it should yes. be fun and playful and yes. fucked up, but also yes. be able to to laugh at it. Yes. Gotta be able to laugh at yourself. Can't take it so seriously. Life is hard enough as it is. What's you, your uh, What's your, your tagline? Everyone's going through their own personal hell. Yeah, absolutely. 
I don't know why, but that always makes me laugh. But it's true. You know, you look at people, you go on Instagram or whatever social media, or, or you're just watching TV, whatever it may be, and you're like, oh, that person, their life is perfect. They're so happy. There's nothing wrong with them. It's like, no, you're. it's not fair for you to say that about another person because you don't know what's going on in them. And they don't know what's going on in you. Everybody is dealing with their own struggles. And so we need to be there for one another to help us along. And I'm here for you. I'm the, the soul Sherpa is what I like to think of myself. You know, we're, we're climbing up this mountain and I can help you see where you are, why you're there and where you're supposed to go and how you can get there. So, and also maybe like remind us of the view that we have from where we're at. Yes, because you're a divine miracle. Divine miracle. You got to think of yourself that way. It's hard when things are difficult and you're struggling, but it's easier if you're cheering yourself on, if you're loving yourself along the way, if you're appreciating where you are. That in and of itself can sometimes be a challenge. And it oftentimes is. There's no denying that. But that's why your one job in this life is to learn to love yourself. And it's a really hard job. Whoever is in the market for a soul Sherpa, <laughs> Scott is here. <laughs> yes. Thanks, Ingrid. We'll see you next week. See you next week. All right. Well, wrapping up the week... If you want to follow us on Instagram at The Weekly Transit, we post every day uh, little tips on what we talk about here on the podcast. If you want to support the podcast, you can rate us five stars on iTunes or Spotify. The Weekly Transit was edited by Ingrid Iverson. If you'd like to follow The Weekly Transit email, go to theweeklytransit.com. Or if you'd like a reading with Scott, theweeklytransit.com. The weekly transit that 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 that